that I, that I hope will be um, becoming evident for yourselves, becoming more apparent, more manageable for yourselves. I'm sure many of you have, have got the basic understanding, you know, sila, samadhi, panya, four noble truths, eightfold path, and so on. And so I'm kind of riffing on those, really. <laughs> and today I'm uh, kind of bringing up the themes of samadhi and wisdom. No. Uh, mm. so that's a kind of background somewhere. Mm. And if you just begin with um, wisdom, so it's panya, and panya is more usefully perhaps translated as, as discernment, the ability to differentiate. This is this. This is that. So it's not some, you know, great um, theosophical understanding. It's just, it's an action, really, um, of acknowledging and, and practice wisdom. That's, so pariyati panya is, is actually is absorbing uh, the information and the teachings. And patipati wisdom is very much the action of discernment. And patibedi wisdom is, is the... Uh, acknowledgement of the fruition, the results. So what we're dealing with mostly here is patipati, the wisdom of, pra- of practicing, which is an action. And whenever we use the word action, you've got to kind of be cautious with that because uh, uh, there's, a fin- there's a particular experience called the doer, the doing, which is over-energized for most people. Or it's, 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 it's uh, stressed in some way or another. So it's, so I'm trying to really look at what is that action and maybe present some different models for that, for that, that quality of discerning. And so I'm saying just kind of use the word like observer, put that on, just take that out for the moment. And, uh, you know, getting, getting understanding, take that out for a moment. Uh, uh, and get to a very much more gut level, heart level discernment, feeling I'm here rather than somewhere else. <laughs> you know, what's that mean? I have a body rather than no body. You know, what's that mean? When you know you're thinking and you feel kind of all this energy moving around and you experience something, all oh, right. This sense of a location, earth, feet on the ground, here I am. So you differentiate between those two. It's not terribly refined. And, you know, using something just as simple as that to, where does this sense of observation, or, you know, which I've said take out, so, <laughs> where does this sense of discernment come from? You know, like, to know that, to experience that I'm, I'm walking, that I'm moving rather than still, or I'm still rather than moving. Where does that, how do you know that? How do you know you have a body? How do you know you have, um, whether you're breathing in and out? How is that, what, what is it that gets that, yeah. that level? Hmm? What is it that tells you you feel warm enough or cool enough? So you throw a shawl on or you, or you unzip a, a jacket or something. Is that, does it need a lot of observation for that? 
Something told you. Did you hear it? Did you notice it? Or probably didn't. Oh yeah, just, I don't know, just did it. (laughs) But something knew, otherwise you wouldn't have done it. So every action is automatically preceded by some kind of choice. Some, and that choice is based upon some level of, of discernment. And most of it is subverbal, I could say, or preverbal. So just, you know, just taking more into this level of discernment. Perhaps discernment's too, too sharp a word also. Knowing, knowing I'm moving rather than stable. Uh, knowing, experience a sense of, you know, feeling quite comfortable rather than uncomfortable or somewhat comfortable or more comfortable like this, less comfortable like that. And probe and activate that sense a lot. You know, simple things. Knowing how much, when you're eating, take your time. So it's not just, I've got to get this over so I get back to something else. This habit, particularly, do something so I can get to the end of it. (laughs) The driven state of the doer. So make your actions not like that, not led by that doer who seeks to get to the end of the action. That action can never be helpful for meditation, can it? So, But you know that program. Tidy up so you can get back to your room. Yeah. Um, you know, get get the cleaning up done so you can, uh-huh. and then you know, begin the retreat and look towards the end of it. You can get this process over with. <laughs> Do the meditation so you can get to peace of mind. Find the right system so you can get into samadhi. No, the doer, the stress. So that movement forward is a very uh, strongly conditioned movement. Get to work so you can get the job done. Get in the car so you can get to work. Drive a bit faster so you get there earlier. In fact, plan to drive in case it's a traffic jam. So plan what you're going to do. And so you can do it and get it over with. So you're always somewhere in the future, heading towards the future. Where? Once you, of course, the future is always moving ahead of you, like the carrot in front of the donkey's nose. The faster you run, the more the future moves in front of you. So the doer, over-energized, activated. Uh, so notice that, you know, whenever you're just taking your meal, are you starting it so you can finish it? When you're starting the meal, just to recognize bodies need nourishment, this body's getting nourished. Oh, how is that? Body's getting some food. How is that? 
taking it in, chewing it, taking it down. Yeah. How much is necessary? How much do you feel you get that feeling of comfortable? Then seems to slow it down, slow it down. A little bit more. A little bit more. Pause. Any more? A little bit more. <laughs> Come on. Any more? Would you like a little bit more? <laughs> well, I'd like a little bit more. <laughs> we'll have a little bit more. <laughs> Till you think, that's it. I got, <laughs> I got just what I needed. Great day. Yeah. So this is how to meditate. And if you can do that for your half an hour lunch break, then you've had a good meditation retreat because you know, you've started to work on one of the most, um, you know, stressful conditions, which is to get it done. And uh, don't really attend to what really is needed at this time. Uh, so, so, you know, refigure. Why do you meditate? What are you doing to meditate? Are you trying to go through a program to get the award or let out at the end of class? Good for you. Here's your little certificate. You are a, this now. You've done it. Thank God I don't have to meditate anymore. I've done it. <laughs> I've completed the program. Anything like that, you know, to get it done, to arrive somewhere. Could it be, oh, this is a time for some feeding. Run that way. This is a time to, to feed, to take in, to enjoy, to fill out those little needy bits, to open up places, to get interested, to see new beauty. Could it be that? Or we find of that idea. Yeah. Is enjoyment something we feel, or oh, oh, this is going to take me over the edge into wild and whoopy stuff. I'm going to lose control. <laughs> mm. So just, uh, you know, what is the, the doing and reframe doing into say enriching um, valuing feeling more comfortable more settled mm. repairing a few dents cracks in the in the model <laughs> so this is the a- atmosphere of meditation is to be encouraged. The atmosphere is, well, you meditate for your own welfare. Paramang, Paramang Sukang, one's highest ease. Now, Paramang we can take as ultimate, then we get a bit the ultimate out there, awesome, clouds part, mountaintop, revelations. The ultimate truth is, but it also means paramang just means that which um, is for the 
for you is the, be- is the best or the most useful. Paramang Attang Paramatta can be ultimate aim, but it could also be most beneficial welfare, what really does you best. So you can, try and you can reframe some of these rather more intellectual or metaphysical terms into perhaps more um, resonant, embodied, heartful terms. So you even look at the way you, you interpret the uh, concepts. And then they're helping you to frame up how you do meditation, the application. What's gonna what's needed, what's helpful, what's in harmony now, what's in tune now. What do I not and then you begin the process of discernment is what's really um, truthful, which brings me <coughs> into a sense of alignment, I feel true, I feel this is actually honest and balanced and in harmony, you know, sila. And then what is uh, needed now and what's not needed? What's not needed? So discerning what's needed, what's not needed. And you can take that to a very, um, through all kinds of assumptions that we may be carrying. Meditation retreat. What, what does that mean? How much of that is needed? If it has any intonations that are to do with obligation, pressure, uh, you know, that constricts in some way, right? It's perhaps not needed. Mm. What is needed? Well, safety, shelter, refuge, harmlessness, feeling cared for. You know, teachers here care for your well-being. We're not teachers in the academic sense. You know, we are summoners who, uh, in our basic attitude, some attitudes, we offer respect, we offer kindness, we offer what we can for your well-being. We are teachers in that way, you know, so just reframe, you know, some of these, because they can carry nuances. Just putting aside what's not needed, emphasizing what is needed, bringing it up, resting in it, strengthening it, repeating it, yeah, yeah. I am in a situation which is offering refuge. I am in a situation which is offering well-being, but I'm the only one who really knows you know, even these well-meaning monastics don't really, can't really know exactly, you know. But they're saying, please, you find, you know, you know, I encourage you, what's needed, what's not needed, what to be followed, what not to be followed. So that requires a kind, that's discernment, all right, a very important discernment. It's not something you can necessarily 
immediately figure out because a lot of your what you need and don't need is not ideas. Um, I guess most of what people need and don't need is to do with um, qualities such as presence, um, confidence, um, freedom from ill will, including their own ill will, freedom from regret, um, freedom from pressure, pushed, um, and what they need perhaps is uh, encouragement, uh, warm-heartedness, simple guidance to find your steps, make your steps, practical means to uh, to get going. Yeah. And then you realize practical things like you know, riding a bike or, you know, anything you do in that level, often it means start small, have a try, prepare to fail, <laughs> fall over, learn from that, try again, prepare to fail. Two steps, prepare to fall over, get up, start again. How are you going to learn if you don't, can't fail? You can't. No way you can learn without getting it wrong. So you're taking the sting out of getting it wrong. Just, here we go again, tumble, roll. (laughs) (laughs) Breathe in, breathe out, pick it up. Because we're not trying to, you know, rocket science. We're doing something actually much more intrinsic, how to be a happy human being. How to free oneself from stress and suffering. And just notice that these are called these impacted programs, which... Uh, sabotage programs which we we somehow use our energy to mount and keep running uh, yeah we thought induction because that's what we're supposed to be yeah fit the program that's what we're supposed to be and if you do that you'll be all right but you're not you're not all right you know, following an inducted program. So it's something more organic. The chance to experience that. What's needed, what's not, I don't need that. Doesn't help. Of course, you know, most of you are very familiar with the, one of the program, the inner critic, um, is definitely not looking for your welfare, looking to make you behave law and order is its policy. And with a good little stinging remark every now and then <laughs> and the general blanket of of never been good enough probably won't be good enough this looks like another failure coming up you know because you are such a that that and then out comes out comes the report card in 1994 <laughs> note is this true or not you know and <laughs> You know, all the, all the good qualities are not there at all. <laughs> you know, patting the dog, not noticed. <laughs> Looking after the, somebody's kids, not noticed. You know, all the good things, not, not there. Just the, you know, So this program, you recognize it, gee, incessant. Do you, you know, and then, uh-huh, how does that feel? Ooh. 
know, you know, what what's needed to to release that. Yeah. Inner critic, the doer, who's it's often a result of the inner critic. The doer is trying to work out the way to get it right, so it won't, you know, have that experience of not getting it right, and therefore, bam, the inner critic comes in. The doer, so always doing meditation, and so it all happens. Energy goes up into your head, a lot of head activity. Uh, then there's a sort of suppressive experience because your head starts to try to control what's going on to make it nice and the right shape and the right speed and the right pattern as quickly as possible. See, it's suppressive infusion it comes down through the body. The body sometimes numbs out under the pressure, under the weight of that. So then the instruction is, well, just be with your breathing. <laughs> what breathing? And, and as soon as you say any kind of induction, like, well, be with the breathing, oh, I've already got to go with the breathing, I've already got to go there, the breathing in and out, this is important. This teacher said, I've got to do this, I've got to get there, the breathing in and out. Exactly there, non-wavering mindfulness, unwavering mindfulness of the, oh, getting it wrong, so try harder. Yeah, so, you know, this one, it seizes everything up. And all you were okay breathing before you had to be mindful of it. <laughs> so, you know, these are kind of the way we overdo, as if it wouldn't work without, as if nothing would happen without the doer. <laughs> and all the time you've been getting up, getting dressed, getting washed, tidying up, walking, didn't need a whole lot of you know, programming to do that. Body does it, kind of just give it a suggestion, <laughs> and it goes ahead. doesn't need that emphatic uh, kind of an action. And so could we lighten uh, our actions to just be more, okay, it's time to, to move, how's that happen? And pause. Because you know, any kind of thing, ring the bell or something, any kind of trigger, likelihood is the doer will jump in. Because she's been trained to do that. Get as quick as possible, you know. That green light's been green for 0.2 of a second. You're late. Boom. <laughs> so, off the, then a pause. First word should be pause. pause, cut engines. Okay, now you know the idea, then it's settle into your body, how does movement occur? How does standing up, how does walking occur? How does moving around occur? How does, and let that, you know, you, you're going to your room, doesn't take long to figure out what that is. Okay, you don't need to have a thing going, telling you to get to your room. You already, you know, his body can lift you up the stairs, walk you down that corridor, the old key in the lock, boom, boom, there you go. Easy, a breeze. Could it be like that? When you come down, you sit down, you sit down, okay, do I have a body? Seems like it. Sure? How do you know? Well, it's a sense of pressure, solidity, resting, 
Really? Get into that. Is that good? Yeah, well, it's a bit... No, it's okay. No, no, no. You really have a little bit more. <laughs> Wriggle. Sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting. No, 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 no. A little bit more. Well, I could just kind of... Is it okay if I roll my hips? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> a little bit more. Oh, my shoulders. Why don't you relax your shoulders? Yeah. Anything else? Well, I just like, like pants feel a bit tight. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. That'll be mine, you know. <laughs> okay. It's not just, oh, I'm okay. No, you're really comfortable. It's important. Uh, now how about the way you, the body held? I'm sitting upright, I'm sitting upright, I'm sitting upright as best I can. No, 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 calm down. <laughs> how does the body hold itself up? How do you work from the base of the spine? You know, how do you kind of just angle the, the pelvis, yeah, the lumbar region? Uh, you know, how much is needed? What is there any effort you don't need to do now? Anywhere. Could be even in your hands, you could relax your hands. Anywhere, because the body is a resonant system, so anywhere there's some stiffness, it will still carry that signal through the field. So make sure your feet, soles of your feet are open, not tight. Make sure your belly is loose. Get comfortable. You don't have to close your eyes. I haven't never don't think I've said that yet. So it's not, you know, get in the seat, switch the engine on, you know, cruise control to Nibbana. There's no two anywhere. You know, it's just this unfolding of patterns of stress that has become so inculcated we don't even realize they're there. And perhaps we've never allowed ourselves to suggest you might not need it. It might kind of happen by itself with a little bit of warm encouragement. Sit tall. Feel tall. Feel, feel tall and good. Mm. How much you've got a background impression of what you, what you look like from the outside? Don't need that. Get that inward sense of rising and resting. Discern what's needed. That's helpful. What's not needed? Yesterday, tomorrow me, my history, you know, not needed. Now, put it aside. This um, act of acknowledgement, acknowledgement again perhaps too heady, but act of kind of, aha, uh-huh. it's like you put your hand on something, aha, uh-huh. that's hot, aha. Uh-huh. Use, use your body or your embodiment not just as a lump that you're that you there with, but actually as a, as a sense organ. 
like an eyeball, the fingertips, the incredible wisdom of fingers, and know exactly in an instant whether something's too hot. They know exactly whether something's too sharp. You know how to pick up an egg without crushing it, and you know how to pick up a, a heavy weight without, and you know how to recognize, the arm knows how to recognize that weight, and it knows how to moderate the muscles to lift it and you didn't have to think it you couldn't figure it out no way it no body knows how to walk you try and figure out which muscles to get going to get walking your hip your lower back you know the lifting the balancing you know it's, so it's, it's the intelligence working there you didn't have to add a doer to it you don't have to add a walker to be walking. You don't need a walker to walk. It walks. Walking walks. And you don't need a meditator to meditate. So as much as you can acknowledge how these layers, some of them are films, quite light, some of them are so established. Of course you need. Say No, you don't. What would it be like without that? Dare. And what is there is this new, curious, alive, warm, present. Let's try to respect what is there and like uh, something small and tentative that needs a bit of encouragement to speak up, push forward with that, rise up against the layers of indoctrination. Expand, let your body expand into space against these, be quiet, don't bother anybody, layers. Don't hold back the goodness. Don't hold back the life force. Mm. And that, uh, so we're coming into the fullness. Discard what isn't needed. Encourage what's left. Within that you may notice this is sensitivity of the embodied awareness. It's like the sensitivity of the fingertips. It feels shaky. What's needed, what's helpful, what's skillful, what's beautiful. Steadying. Like the hand steadies something. Doesn't grip it, it just lays itself on it, just so that resting your awareness on something that feels shaky, breathing in, feeling the rhythm of life flowing through you, that's needed, that was needed now, I don't know what it was, I don't have to know, that's not needed, what's needed is the response. 
Something feels foggy, cloudy, murky. Don't like it. Don't want it to be like that. Really don't like foggy, dull, groggy mind states. Do not like it at all. Want to be clear. Foggy mind state. What's needed? Well, nobody likes it, but that isn't needed. Nobody likes pain, but that isn't, you know, not liking it doesn't do much. (laughs) So we just, well, I can't do much about the pain or the fog, perhaps. But I can perhaps begin to work on, it shouldn't be like this. I should be something else, I don't like this. Maybe I could acknowledge that layer the cramping, the resistance, the recoiling, and just what's changed that. Maybe it has to be this way. Maybe something else is going to come out of that. Maybe something has to grow through that. I don't know, but here it is. Can I meet that widen, softer my attitudes, include? So you look at some of these layers, you know, and acknowledge the obvious things it's so obvious but because we go inside it we don't notice it we kind of dip under that layer and we try to fix things that we don't feel good about Uh, but the fixer the doer is intrusive to the process now there is a kind of doing but it's a doing that comes from meeting what arises Sensing it with a question, what, what's helpful now? And try not to have a word at the end of it, at that question. If you get the question, don't respond with a word. We've heard the words. Try to respond with a gesture or allow your heart or even your body to respond. It could be an out-breath seem to be, or an in-breath, or a movement, or something relaxes down your back, or an emotion moves through. Well, I guess that was what was needed. Something shifts, changes. So some of this is mysterious if we try to track it verbally. But just placing your hand on the pulse of things, guessing what could be helpful, what isn't here now that would be beautiful. More space, more time, have a little bit more. That's what you want, have a little bit more space. You like any more? Have a little more. A little more time, have a little bit more. little less having to get it right and do that. Just letting the process begin to form and, and educate you. So we're very much, well, personally, my angle, if you like, is to encourage this. Because in some way, in your process, there's the possibility 
of knowing really, really what's needed in a way that no one else can really know. I mean, they might say, you need love, you need strength, you need clarity. Yeah, word. But the actual touch, feel, handle of it is yours, only yours. And they may offer systems and you know avenues into that, you know, like sit still, walk up and down, or focus on this and the other, but still eventually, you know, the real essence of it is yours in a way that isn't even personal. It's not the person, the doer, the thinker, the <coughs> observer who provides it. It's something much more spontaneous, intuitive, felt, gut sense, heart sense, and really encouraging that. How does it feel? So you have to meet. So not liking something, acknowledge. This is what not liking it feels like. Does anybody like it? Does anybody like pain in their shoulders? Oh, please, more pain in my shoulders. Please lay it on. No. (laughs) So if you want it to go away, if you're just hanging on till the grim, you know, for grim death until the thing eventually passes, with a sense of I'm patient enough that I'll eventually get used to it, this means essentially don't like it. And nobody likes it. And nobody, you know, unless you're some kind of pervert. <laughs> so just bear in mind, whatever you, whenever you don't like layer, it forms a membrane around that experience. So you got, you probably don't even recognize it because it's so natural. You know, something tenses up, some, a membrane forms around that, isolates that shoulder, shoulder, problem, shoulder, problem. You know, I'm outside this shoulder and I try and tweak it, push it, do something to it, relax it, get it better, stop it hurting me. There's the shoulder, there's me being bothered by this shoulder. There's a, there's a division, there's a membrane there. You know, and all we want to do in a bodily sense is, you know, widen to include the whole body and invite the, the shoulder to enter the rest. So you just bring it in. Come on in. Take down the membrane, the wall. Feel how the arm is connected to the shoulder, connected. It was a song like this, wasn't it? Connected to the breastbone, breastbone connected to the bone, connected to the thigh bone, <laughs> connected to the foot bone. Just form the connections. And you'd be, you know, with a welcoming sense, oh, please, travel this way. And it's actually, interestingly enough, the release of that membrane, of that barrier against it, breathing out occurred more deeply. Something soften in my heart, my attitudes. <sighs> I felt this funny thing run down my belly, down my leg, into my foot. The energy 
then something seemed to shift in my shoulder. Oh. Oh. Change. So one thing, you know, can lead to another as we recognize the inadequacy of not liking something. It's normal, it's natural, but it doesn't do any good. <laughs> yeah, so we're just really using our panya to just have that understanding. This is surplus to requirements. So what would help that to remove itself? Well, saying, oh, bring it on, like it, is a bit, yeah, doesn't work like that. But what does not liking something do? in a somatic sense, in an embodied sense, in a heart sense, it resists. And it f- tries to make something happen. You get that rising up of a particular energy that resists, intrudes, twiddles, thinks, invades. <laughs> and so can that stop to something that's, what's, what would change that? Well, the welcoming, the opening, Counterintuitive, you know, because these layers are so inculcated and become so obvious and normal, they don't really know it's a layer. It doesn't seem to be um, something that you built. You haven't done it consciously. It's just the normal, natural reaction. Now we're going counterintuitive. The most important thing for a body is to feel whole, not broken up. And by and large, most people are body broken up. You know, they look like they're one thing, but actually, you know, our, our head is not connected to the body. It's connected to the eyes, which are connected to the world out there. So, you, you know, so you've lost your head. Head went out there. Yeah, hands connected to the keyboard, connected to the steering wheel, connected to, not connected to the breast anymore. You've lost your hands. <laughs> Legs, not connected to the body. The cut, breaking at the waist, they're not connected to the body. They scuttle along underneath the body. They scuttle along underneath the head as quickly as possible <laughs> to get to the next set of wheels. And then they can switch them off altogether. You lose your legs. <laughs> so what's left to walk with? And what you know, there's a little kind of a virtual idea body. There's no real tactile, felt, intelligent, responsive, sensitive uh, thing there. It's just a head on wheels. <laughs> So just bringing it back, you know, what helps my hand to feel there's the wrist, there's the forearm, there's the bicep, there's the chest and the shoulder and the back. Kind of slow scanning to to sensitize the energy flows, the sensations, the pulses, the blood, the warmth, the contiguous. It's called the water element. It means everything is of one coherent form and this is largely broken for people.
And so let your eyes rest back in your head. Don't just be held by the visual field. So we get this wholeness. This is needed. This is needed. Enjoy. Fill it out. Spend your time filling it out. What's needed, what's helpful, one should thoroughly eat all you can. <laughs> Fill up with it. You need it. <coughs> if that isn't there, you just have, you're just a sort of semi-robotic with a head constantly programmed to tell you what to do and how to be. That's what's going to happen. Even when you meditate, it will be doing the same thing. That's the way it goes. Check it out. If you get the whole body, the body's intelligence wakes up and it's walking, it's sitting, not a lot of verbal stuff going on, not necessary. I know perfectly well how to sit, says the body. I don't need it. I know I'm breathing in. I've been doing this for years. I don't need you to tell me what to do. <laughs> but the doer, and sometimes that doer is the observer, is up in that head which is broken off from the body, trying to make it work. So we just dismantle. If you never get a single inhalation, don't worry, your body will do it for you. And then just resting back in that. So in this way, we're removing layers. Acknowledging, the act of acknowledgement is like a sensitivity of touch. This is pressure. This is accumulation. This is, um, you know, what does it feel like? That and what's really needed. What's needed, bring it in, fit it up. What's not needed, the very quality of knowing what's not needed, what's not helpful, it, by itself, it drifts, it moves back. It's known. And that's the beautiful principle of our intelligence, our awakening intelligence. Awakening intelligence is Buddha, is the awakening intelligence. And the awakening intelligence of Buddha is always primarily configured in Buddhist iconography, cosmology, legend, so forth, it says, I know you, to these forces of Mara, delusion. Just, I know you, that's it. Not, I know you, get out of here, you shouldn't have told me, you're a rotten person, you're evil, nasty, wasting, you know, I know you. And then it says, disappointed, with shoulders drooping, Mara slunk off saying, there's no way I can get into this summoner. He keeps knowing me. <laughs> so that's it, just to know, not just as an idea, but that's that. It's not, this is nothing to do with me, really. It's just a program. There's this, what remains. Through dwelling in what remains, through discarding what's not necessary, through dwelling in what remains, <coughs> this is samadhi. <coughs> the abiding and enjoying in what is helpful, what is beautiful.
where the mind finds its needs met, where it finds itself comfortable and steady, that's samadhi, staying with it. Yeah. And this is a tremendously help regenerative experience. It's regeneration, refreshing, replenishing the energies, you're letting it all rest in what's helpful, settle down, stay there, enjoy it. A little bit more. Go on, a little bit more. <laughs> Spoil yourself. A little bit more. <laughs> so, what is that? What's that means is both a, a trans. You begin to the process of it's so important because it's the peeling off of what's not necessary that is tremendously important because you get less and less convinced you have to pick them up. The more you experience being without them, you feel okay. You get less convinced, less seduced by those voices that tell you to pick them up again. Say, I know you. Less convinced by that. Very. So there's a transformation there. This is not just about getting high. It's about a transformation. Certain self-criticism, the pressures, the anxieties, the feeling everybody else is putting stuff on me. You know, you can get, but you can discover, you can free yourself from that. A process of wisdom that leads to samadhi is liberating. Samadhi is just the place where your energies can regenerate and refresh, but it gives you also a sense of the kind of a presence of being that is nourishing. You don't have to pay anybody for it. You know, it's, you don't deserve it. It's yours. And those programs robbed you of it. <coughs> strengthening. You know, samadhi is both enjoyable, it's also strengthening. It means when you know that, and you must affirm it, any degree of that sense of settling. Let's not get too into kind of how much, but just less thinking, less destructive programs, no destructive programs, that's good enough. It's a good start. A little bit of acknowledgement, a little bit of how's this, that, and the other, fine. Settle in, enjoy, strengthen, take ground, Affirm, yeah. let some of the, the strength of the unified mind also per- pervade the system. Yeah. So the theme by and large is you find anywhere, any place which you'll find that sense of settling, steadying, comfortful, you know, almost something that's natural and you just stay with that and you can let that pervade any place that feels undernourished, stressed, you know. So your body has these domains. Mm. Mm. So they're not really separate. And also you contemplate as you under that this is not some it's intimate, it's subjective 
but it's not a person. You know, it's not even this visual body that we see, which is just really a visual presentation, you know, that consciousness provides. Handy. You know, well, this thing is where, this is a thing here is where I meet the me bit. But you don't want to make anything more out of it than that. Because <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> well, you know, keep how much you need of the rest of the visual stuff. You know? Mm. A lot of concern about the visual stuff is just so tidy. It's enough. And that, but that's just the visual presentation. It's not your body. The living body, the subjective body, which is the one that you really own, the one that's going to be for your welfare, is of another nature. It's entered through awareness and felt as primary strength, primary welcome, enjoyed, stable mm, place where you can really refresh and regenerate mm, get your food food for the heart So just again, to reiterate and to make a very clear point, the, uh, the peeling of layers is not done through aversion. You know, one can very well feel averse. You know, if you feel, sometimes you touch stuff and you really feel angry. That's okay. Mm, that's okay. It's a lot of intense energy can come up. Uh, but don't... Um, Carry that into ill will towards yourself or towards any experience you're having. Sense of just this quality itself, this acknowledgement itself, and holding the energies that occur at the place of acknowledgement. Right. Just the energies that occur at the place, just bear with those energies of, you might feel sad, you might feel tired, you might feel slightly irritable, pressurized, Stay with those energies themselves. Take your time. Breathe in, breathe out. Just let those move through. They remove, they pull, push back the layers of uh, that constrict by themselves. So very little intellect is needed, very little push is needed on your behalf. You, so you let the process do its work in its own way. That would be my suggestion. If it's helpful, you know, use it. If it's not helpful, by all means, that's another layer you can dump. <laughs> I allow myself to be dumped. <laughs> that's not necessary. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Good wishes to you all.